Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Talk. In this episode, we have a very beautiful and multi-talented guest, Brittany. How are you today, babe? I am doing good. Thank you. And hello, everyone. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here. So to start this off, let's dig into you and your passions. So my journey has been um, just like a roller coaster, you know, like many of us. Um, It all started when I was a young girl. Uh, my mom, she said, you know what, you have this crazy personality, let's get you involved in <laughs> acting. So um, as a young child, I, I want to say I was about six or seven, I actually starred in these school videos. It's like the, the school safety videos that they used okay. to have, yeah, to teach you how to stop, drop, and roll. From there, um, I started auditioning for beauty pageants, and I won Miss Long Island. Oh. Uh, Yes, out of New York. Um, so I won that pageant and my career started, you know, taking off as a child from there. Um, I, I started singing on the Long Island News Channel and uh, I was the one that sang there. Uh, what is it called? You know, like when the, the TV show, their theme song. Oh, the theme was song, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, I sung the theme song uh, for the news network. Oh, and wow. from there, <laughs> I started doing Barbie campaigns. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, yep, so, so it just kept going up, you know, yeah. up, up from there. And eventually, I got into music. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's incredible. And, I mean, you do have a new release coming in the new year, and I actually was just listening to Cry No More, and a beautiful song, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. And in this song, I wanted to say, you do say one line, time stops for no one, what this life that has given manifests your vision, and I love, love, love that. I mean, I can relate to that so much, and it hit me because, I mean, I'm sure it hits you as well. I mean, I wanted to ask you what really... I mean, what really started your your writing and, and just being, you know, in your songstress life? Wow. Okay. So I ended up getting married. And after my marriage, I realized that it wasn't all, you know, glitz and glamour. It was right. actually really challenging for me. It wasn't a, a positive relationship at all. Um, mm-hmm. Very toxic and very hard on me mentally, emotionally, physically. Right. You know, um, I was getting physically abused in that marriage. Oh wow! And yes, and I was I was going through that for such a long time, but I was so scared to say anything because you know I have my my two children and mm-hmm. I was trying to create that complete family environment for my children and then one day I woke up and I said no I don't have to go through this Mm -hmm. and it won't benefit the kids for me to stay and for for them to see mommy you know Mm -hmm. in the bathroom trying to cry softly so nobody can hear me Mm -hmm. Uh, but they really know you know it it won't benefit me to to put the makeup and the smile on knowing that I was heartbroken and I'm going through a rough time so when I wrote that song I actually wrote it a couple of years ago and I wrote it down to myself um, and I said to myself you know what eventually you're going to go ahead and make another song and you're going to release this. And it got into the hands of my, um, at the time, my manager was Julian Booth. 
Um, and he said, you know what, go ahead and record this and, you know, we'll see what happens from there. Right. So I went ahead, I recorded it and, you know, it's out. Now the project that was attached to that, I was supposed to be featured on Love and Hip Hop. That didn't go because I decided that I wanted a different route for my career. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I felt like, you know, I can do a little bit more and and kind of stay in that positive light being that, you know, I I wasn't trying to do the whole love and hip hop thing, just put it like that. I just right. wanted to stay more in like a positive direction, especially yeah. with the song, you know, it, it just didn't fit. So, right. um, yes, I know that you just mentioned about the new project coming out. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yes, I'm so excited for it. And right now I'm under new management, which is awesome. So I'm I'm really looking forward to what the team has kind of put together for the new launch of the new single and the the Brittany and Mackenzie brand kind of (laughs) moving forward. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I do love your brand. I mean, you are an entrepreneur. Um, I am too. And I wanted to talk to you about Mackenzie's Dollhouse. I mean, I love the whole concept. I think it's just so empowering. And uh, I really just want to get into that. So I mean, what really started that for you? I mean, what how did you really get into that? Okay, so here's the funny thing. When I was about, I want to say eight or nine, my mom this huge dollhouse it was huge (laughs) and inside the dollhouse she customized it she said okay we're gonna have your big closet over here we're gonna do a makeup room we're gonna have you know a nice spa area in the house where you know so all these different aspects kind of stayed with me growing up into the woman that I am and when I looked at my home I was like you know what I want to create an, an environment for people to come and shop and kind of be able to grab everything that, you know, they want in one place, kind of like a one-stop shop where yeah. it's not too expensive, you know, and, and it has like that glitz and glamour type of, you know, um, type of uh, inventory for people yeah. to, to pick and choose from. So I started to develop the McKenzie's Dollhouse, which is my retail shop. Right now, um, I'm online and it's developing, you know, because right. I'm doing this by myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's amazing. I mean, props to you. That, that's beautiful and empowering. Mean, I mean, I love it. I, I love, love, love seeing, you know, women entrepreneurs on here. Um, I mean, it, it is hard. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, take it for, I mean, it is so hard just getting yourself out there, getting a good product, and then also releasing it to the public, hoping that everything will go well. You know, you never really know, but I mean, you are taking it by storm. I mean, I love, love, love the concept. And also, too, along with your brands, you do have Mackenzie's Project. And that the Mackenzie Project, I mean, that, too, is is something – and it is a nonprofit, right? Yes, it is a nonprofit. Yes. And uh, that also, I just launched that. So that is also just developing as well. The whole concept is behind it is to just provide, you know, a nice um, place for children to be able to come and learn about holistic healing. Um, you know, uh, that that's all because so by trade, I'm an herbalist. So before the McKenzie's Dollhouse, before the McKenzie's Project, I had the Turibio Healing House, which is my my married last name, my, my ex last name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to McKenzie now, but I created the Healing House because I, I worked with herbs. You know, I'm from Dominican uh, background, so um, back in, in the country, like where I come from, we grew up like on farms, put it like that, right? Yeah. So um, 
I had this one uncle, he was an herbalist, and he used to make all these different concoctions, and I would watch how people <laughs> would always be like, oh, can I get some of your tea? Can I, you know, yeah. the tea would help with this and that, and I watch women, you know, go from being, not being able to have children to having children, you know? Wow, yeah. So I kind of got into that, and I had a beautiful little tea shop juice bar down in Orlando, Florida. And I closed that once I started the project for Cry No More and, you know, all right, of that. Yep. So I ended up closing it. But that was that's where I come from by trade. So I ended up doing the McKenzie's project just to be able to teach the children about herbs and, and yeah. you know, meditation and being able to heal themselves, you know, because the, the children go through so much trauma that we don't even ever know about because they're right. scared to tell the adults. So I, I really wanted to try to just create a situation for the kids to learn how to just sit with their issues, sit with the pain, sit with what's hurting you yes. and identify it at the root. And let's see how we can heal that and move forward in a healthy manner without having to be classified as, oh, this child is ADD or ADHD and and this one needs this medication. And that, you know, that might not always be the case. Sometimes they're just hurting and they have an underlying problem that can be solved in a different way. So that that's what I'm working on um, right now. Right. Those are my my two <laughs> little babies besides the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that, too. And, you know, you did open up about um, getting your diagnosis of, you know, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And you did say that, you know, the herbs have really helped you um, with that. And it kind of made you become more intrigued and, and more really up on it. And I do absolutely. love how you absolutely. And I, and I love that you incorporate that with children because, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, the younger you know about it, the more it'll work for you. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've known, you know, but hey, Brittany, let's not, you know, eat this kind of food you know, because you have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Let's kind of switch it up, you know, and and take in less uh, animal hormones, you know, and and start drinking some more juice or start, you know, um, brewing some some herbal teas. Maybe that would help balance out the hormones that go crazy when you have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, And all those things are, I'm like, you know, trial and error. You go through life and and you kind of, you know, do what you know, you know, and then right. once you learn, you try to. So that's pretty much in the direction that I'm I'm trying to go in with that whole McKenzie's project. I just want to keep the information flowing and then hopefully it can touch the kids at a young age and they'll be able to grow up with that oh, information. Absolutely and do better than what we did, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, you know, and I think that's so beautiful. And just the brands and everything, I mean, you really are a powerhouse and you are doing this all on your own. I mean, that's just so, 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 uh, not only impressive, but so, so, so inspiring. Um, seriously, Thank kudos you. to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> so I wanted to also touch on, uh, you are a U.S. Army combat veteran. And um, yes. That's incredible. Thank you for your service. I thank you. I'm just like you're every everything about you. It's just like incredible. <laughs> we go on and on. <laughs> so I have to ask you. You know, what was your mental experience being in the military as a woman? Because I feel like that's a topic that a lot of people are curious about, but not many want to talk about. So if you don't mind, could you just dig into that a little bit for us? Of course. Yes. Okay. So for me, I can't. 
I had a horrible career at all by any means. I can't say that it was oh so overwhelmingly challenging. I came in at a point where things were starting to transition. Um, so in the military as a woman, it was you know just the same as the men kind of um we they held us to high standards and you had to either meet the standards or you you know you would go at that point um and I was I was fortunate to have a good leadership that helped me to continue to meet those standards that the army has set in place like for example the physical fitness I know when I initially um wanted to join I was I was 110 pounds. I didn't know how to do one push-up. <laughs> I just, I joined on a whim, to be honest. Um, and I didn't even think that I would even go to basic training. I didn't think I had that willpower to get on the bus, but mm-hmm. I did. I right. got something pushed me on that bus, and I went down to Fort Jackson, and I did my basic training. I went to Fort Lee, and I, I became a, a water treatment specialist, was my first job in the military. Wow. And I ended up um, you know, transferring my job to broadcast journalists where I, I had a, an, an opportunity to develop my leadership skills and uh, broadcast journalism throughout my military career. Thank God that was an, an awesome experience. And mm-hmm. um, so I want to say that it's not it's not as challenging as you may think. Just like any job, you know, they have their drama. You got some people that will be jealous and oh, yeah. try to stop you from progressing. But as long as you just stay the course and you do what you're supposed to, they cannot knock you down. So to all the women that are out there listening, that are contemplating going back and forth, hey, should I sign up? Should I not? Yeah. Just do it. Do it. Well, I you love know? that. Yeah. Yeah, do it. I'm 31 and retired thanks to the military. So now I'm wow. able to focus on, you know, my passion, the things that I truly want to do. So I'm I'm grateful for that whole experience, you know. It taught me how to set a goal, go after that goal and accomplish the goal, you know, mm-hmm. and never give Absolutely. up. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's so inspiring to hear. Um, because, you know, not everyone's experience is a good one. But I totally agree with you as, as long as you can make the best out of it and just go for it. That's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you, where do you see yourself with your brands in, in 10 years? I mean, where do you see, you know, as far as your growth and everything? So 10 years from now, I definitely want to have my brand in some sort of store. I'm not sure if I want to go the whole storefront route, but I know that I I definitely want to to put my stuff in maybe like a Macy's or a Nordstrom's or, or some, you know, something like that. Um, I, after dealing with the healing house and the juice bar, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love the whole experience, but it's a lot trying to maintain oh, your yes. own store. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, just pretty much having having more people aware about the brand, having, you know, um, children sign up to be part of the McKenzie's Project and yeah. being able to give back to the community in as many ways as I possibly can. Um, I love that. Yeah, and and just trying to be able to, you know, um, 
get my products out there, get them seen because they're good. And yeah. I handpick everything, everything that I that I try to sell or that I try to promote out to the public. It's handpicked specifically from me. So um, these are things that I, I love and that I use and that I wear on a regular. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. I love that. And Again, you are such a go-getter, and um, it's, again, it's so admirable for me to see that. I mean, every woman that I've had on this podcast, it's just, it, it's not only um, <laughs> amazing for me to hear them and, and their stories, but it it, def- it definitely is a huge, huge, huge inspiration outlet for me. So, again, I want to, oh, I almost forgot, before I let you go, I have to ask you, <laughs> what would you say? I, have to, I asked everyone on my podcast, I, I, you know what, it's so funny, I keep on forgetting to ask people this, I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I've been doing this for like quite some time now and I keep on forgetting. So <laughs> what would you say is one word or quote that you say just resonates with you and your life? Oh, wow. Okay. I got the perfect one. So when I was younger, my grandma used to always say pretty is as pretty does. Yeah. And that resonates with me day in and day day in and day night or however you say (laughs) (laughs) now now pretty is as pretty does means if you act pretty and do pretty you are pretty right you know how everybody in their mind they're trying to be this oh this pretty girl and it's not about what's on the outside it's all about what's on the inside because you the prettiest thing walking down the street on the outside and people would see you as the ugliest thing walking down the street depending on how you act so pretty is as pretty does is the quote that I would leave with and I would just tell um, all your listeners just be the best human that you could possibly be you Absolutely. know wake up every day and put your your right foot forward and just try to be good and if you be good then everything that's supposed to happen in your life, everything that's meant for you will become attracted to you because you are now good. You're a good person. It's all going to come. And you're manifesting your life the way that you would like it to be by being good. So pretty is as pretty does. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. You have been uh, such an inspiring, incredible guest. I mean, uh, we're gonna do this again <laughs> I would love wow that. yes we have to um thank you so much for even having me I've and... been grinning ear to ear this whole time <laughs> oh so have I so have I 